Hey, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 106.1. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, general manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King. On Sports 1061. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sports King in the Cross Central Virginia. The weather wet, cold. Don't like it. Come on, spring. Come on, summer. I want the heat. I want the tropical weather. That's what I want. Sunshine. But. Right now, it is cold and wet on this Wednesday morning, but inside this beautiful studio, we are ready to go with the Sports King Show. And what a show we have for you today. From ESPN, Sean McDonough, of course, the uh, son of the late Will McDonough, the Boston Globe writer, just an amazing writer. And Sean is going to join us momentarily. Uh, we're also going to be joined by all-pro running back Brian Westbrook in the second hour. We'll take your phone calls. we got some travel pillows to give away from Pegasus Sports, and uh, we will definitely be excited to hear from you at 804-327-0888. Uh, Sean McDonough, a guy that I've always admired. He's been a fan of the show, and he's called in and been gracious with his time the guy is absolutely the best at what he does. And, of course, you remember from Monday Night Football, uh, he has done such a great job with his career. We're going to talk to him about that momentarily. But I want to take you back to October 17, 2015. Uh, Michigan State uh, won the football game on a walk-off TD. Uh, Michigan Wolverines were in a position to win the ball game with 10 seconds to play. The Wolverines lined up to punt on fourth and two. Only 10 seconds left. From the Spartans' 47-yard line, a punt would have sealed the game, but it didn't end up the way it should have. And with one of the great calls of all time, here is Sean McDonough on that night. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores! And 
it was unbelievable. And joining us now on the Sports King phone from Boston, he is Sean McDonough. Sean, thanks for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure. How are you? Man, doing great. I tell you what, uh, the hair stood up on the back of my neck watching that game because you got so excited. And I, I, I look at this in terms of sportscasting. We talk about all the guys and how you grew up in a sports family. But at the heart, you're a fan, and that came through that moment. Not only was it a great call, but you could hear uh, you as a fan from that call. Talk about how much you love sports and love that moment. <laughs> well, it was a great moment. You know, if you do this long enough, you're probably, just by the odds, going to wind up in a place or two where something remarkable happens. And you know, I think that call that you just played just kind of reflected what I was feeling, somebody watching that and what everybody else was they watched it. You know, it was one of the most unbelievable endings any football fans ever watched. And, you know, what I was proud of after that was that uh, I think it was almost a minute where we didn't say anything because, you know, the reaction shots of the people on the field, the players, the coaches, particularly the fans, there's one memorable shot of the video of it that aired on ESPN of a Michigan fan with, a, you know, his hands on his <laughs> head with his picture of disbelief that gets showed every time they play that clip so yeah i mean uh if you're calling it the right way you know your reaction should kind of reflect the whatever's happening in the moment and you know that was a shocking ending for sure well i watched jim harbaugh as a former football coach man and i just felt for him i was like all you had to do is get the punt off and that happened but it was a great call nonetheless hey let's go back in time of course uh, your father, Will McDonough, passed in 2003, was one of the great writers of all time. Uh, talk about your upbringing, what you learned from him, and what have you carried through your career uh, learning from your dad? Oh, gosh. We could probably do the rest of your show just about that. Uh, you know, I was enormously blessed to be his son and still am. Uh, we sure miss him a lot, even though it's been now, as you say, more than 17 years since he passed. But uh, you know, I, I certainly got my love for sports from him. I knew that I wanted to do this at a very young age from following him around, seeing how much he enjoyed his job and just thinking, you know, this would be a, a fun way to live your life. It was a fun way for my dad to live his life. But you know, the more important thing I learned is just how to interact in the world. You know, my dad was a wonderful guy. You know, he had unbelievable friendships with countless numbers of people to the point where when he died, the people who owned the Boston Bruins and owned the Boston Garden called me and said, you know, we want to offer the building as a place for the wake and funeral because it's going to be the only place in the city that's big enough for everybody who's going to want to come. Not because he was a well-known sports writer, because he was just such a wonderful citizen of our community here in Boston. So, uh, you know, that's the part of his legacy that I was most proud of. And, you know, the things I learned for him were basically be honest, work hard, you know, treat people uh, well. You know, everybody's equally important. You know, there are no layers of, you know, this person because the president of the company is more important than somebody else. You know, everybody was uh, equally important and to my dad. So that's the way I've tried to live my life and uh, really proud to be his son, uh, you know, not only because he was a pioneer in journalism, but mostly because uh, he was such a wonderful person. One thing in researching your dad that I admired was the fact that uh, he was never afraid to call anyone and go to great lengths to get the scoop. And it seemed like he was such a determined writer that he wanted to just uh, through his sheer skill and determination, get that story. And he always seemed to get it. Uh, his perseverance was unmatched. Yeah, he was a reporter, uh, first and foremost, more than a writer. You know, I thought he was a good writer, but, you know, he used to make fun of his own writing and say, you know, it was about information, not really poetry. And, 
You know, I think one of the reasons that he got so many scoops, you know, I would say he got more scoops than anybody. And, you know, there were other sports writers, including Bob Ryan, who said that when, when he died. He was the greatest sports reporter of all time. Um, and that's why he wound up being the first newspaper person on TV, you know, the first information man. You know, when he went on with Brent Musburger and those people in the old NFL today, you know, that opened the door for Peter King and Chris Mortensen and Peter Gammons and, you know, all these people now that you see in the various sports. You know, my dad was the one who uh, led the way for that. So, uh, you know, he was a great reporter, and I think a lot of that goes back to what we were just saying, Jamie, about relationships. You know, uh, people liked him. They trusted him. You know, they knew he reported accurately, and I, I think in some ways they just wanted to give him a scoop because they wanted to help him because he thought he was a great guy, which he was. We're listening to Sean McDonough from ESPN, the outstanding broadcaster, of course, uh, went to Syracuse. Talk about Syracuse when you were there. Could you have ever imagined, I mean, you had a father, but you had to do this on your own, going back to Syracuse saying, one day I'm going to ascend to this height. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, expect to have achieved this great success? Well, that is your dream. You know, even before I got there, as I said, I knew when I was a really young kid, probably six, seven years old. This is what I want to do. You know, at that time, I would have loved to have been the voice of the Boston Red Sox. I had a chance to do that uh, on TV when I was 25, and then you know, we'll have come back here the last couple of years. I'm doing a few games on the radio for them now these last couple of seasons. But uh, when I was at Syracuse, you know, when you go to Syracuse, I've said this at many Syracuse events at which I've spoken. You know, when I was there, Marv Albert was already a big star in sports broadcasting. Dick Stockton. You know, Bob Costas was, uh, you know, probably around 30. Bob's about 10 years older than I am. But he was already, you know, a big deal on NBC. And then there were a lot of others. Uh, you know, Chad Koppel, not on the sports side, but certainly on the journalism side, came out of the, the Newhouse School of Communications up there. So, you know, you watch those people. They come to campus and speak, and you sit there, and you think, boy, someday I'd like to have a chance to be like them. And uh, I'm not sure I'm as good as any of those people that I mentioned, but uh, whatever the university, you know, list the names of people who come through and you're, you see your name alongside theirs. Uh, it is definitely uh, very flattering. And uh, Syracuse is a great place, wonderful place to go to school. And uh, I, I owe a lot of what's happened in my life to having had the chance to go there. As you were coming up and through high school, through college, did you have that one go-to guy that was your guy in terms of a hero that you looked to and said, man, that's a guy I really want to pattern myself after. Of course, you had your dad in your house, who was a hero, of course. But right. beyond, beyond yeah, from that. that standpoint, he was and always will be. Uh, but you know, there were uh, people that I admired a lot. You know, and when I was growing up, Kurt Gowdy did just about everything. You know, he was uh, on football. You know, he was on the World Series. He was on whatever, even the American Sportsman you know, outdoor show. Yes. Um, and I just thought he was great. It just felt like a big game when you watch Kurt Gowdy. You know, uh, as I got older and studied it more, paid attention to what I thought was good. I thought Dick Enberg was great, you know, as a play-by-play person because I knew I wanted to be a play-by-play person. You know, he it, again, it felt big. He was a great storyteller. He didn't get in the way of the game trying to call attention to himself. He rose to the moment at big plays. And you think along those lines, Jack Buck, um, which was, there was some irony in that. You know, I replaced Jack on CBS Baseball in the early 90s, um, but uh, which – you know, here's some replacing a guy I really thought was and still feels one of the greatest play-by-play men of all time. I mean, you know, you think of, I don't believe what I just saw, you know, go crazy, folks, go crazy. <laughs> Every time we'll see you tomorrow night, I mean, I say that's just three off the top of my head of, you know, his famous calls of big moments. And, 
I think that's part of it. You know, you have to nail uh, the big moments when they happen. They happen live. You don't get a chance to do it over again or edit it. You know, I appreciate you playing that Michigan, Michigan State call. You know, my voice was going crazy. I wasn't feeling very well that day. And, uh, but the, you know, those, those play, you know, I, but I wouldn't do it over again, you know, cause we got the information, right. We got the emotion level of it, right. Uh, you know, my spotter did an unbelievable job identifying Jalen Watts Jackson, who was uh, uh, pretty much an anonymous player, even the Michigan state fans. So, you know, that's the fun part of it. You got to nail it in the moment. And all those guys that I mentioned, I think had a, a great talent for doing that. Al Michaels too, you know, and you, do you believe in miracles and all that stuff? I mean, that, uh, those are the those are the moments that get punctuated by what you say, and uh, those guys all rose to the occasion time and time again. I get asked by young uh, broadcasters all the time, and I know you do as well. Uh, I spoke with Doc Emmerich, and he told me a story, the great NBC hockey broadcaster, that he would go back up into the stands with a tape recorder and just by himself do play-by-play. I know you did that yourself, and – what advice would you give the young broadcasters trying to make it and trying to find their way? Well, I think that's great advice. And Doc's another one of just the all-time great play-by-play people. He's been our you know, national sportscaster of the year a couple of times here in recent years, and I, I voted for him when it happened. So I'm a great admirer of his ability. And I think that's exactly right, Jamie. I mean, they, you know, I get told, you know, I tell kids all the time, young people coming out of college, you know, just, get a tape and, you know, uh, tape everything you do and you know, use that tape to send it around to prospective employers. And they say, well, I, I can't get on the air. I don't have a tape. Well, you don't have to get on the air to have a tape. You know, go, as Doc said, go sit in the stands at a you know, nearby high school basketball game or a college basketball game and sit up in the back where you don't bother anybody and, and you know, broadcast the game into a tape recorder and keep doing it over and over and over again so that you get better at it, more comfortable at it, develop your own rhythm and style because really a lot of play-by-play is just about the rhythm and pacing of it and uh so you don't need to be on the air to do it and uh, eventually you'll get on the air and do it if you if you practice enough it's like anything else theoretically uh the more you do it the better you get that doesn't seem to apply to golf for me but uh <laughs> in most things in life uh that should be true the great ESPN announcer Sean McDonough joins us this morning on the Sports King. And one of his greatest calls was the Atlanta Braves' Francisco Cabrera hitting the game-winning base hit in Game 7 of the 1992 National League Championship Series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Another great call. Um, when you look at all of your calls, would you say that was your all-time favorite or do you have another favorite? Uh, yeah, that was probably it. Um, and it was probably the first one that, you know, when I appear on shows like this or whatever, people – People play along with the Michigan State one. Um, you know, the same kind of thing, you know, the just reflecting the, first of all, accurately reporting what happened, but also hopefully reflecting the correct amount of emotion in it. And, you know, that was one of the most dramatic endings in the history of any uh, postseason baseball game. You know, a remarkable comeback by the Braves in the bottom of the ninth when it looked like they were about to lose, and it was the Pittsburgh Pirates who were going to go to the World Series. So, I felt very fortunate to be part of, small part of, uh, one of the uh, great baseball games of all time. But uh, I've been lucky, it said, uh, to be in a, a number of places now, just from uh, being around long enough. I guess right, right. That you're getting old when uh, <laughs> when you remember a bunch of my. I just spoke at a, a class at the Cronkite School 
which is the journalism school at Arizona State University and one of the best in the country. Matter of fact, Matt Barry, one of our colleagues at ESPN, is a graduate of the Cronkite School, and there are many others. And the professor asked me, so could you give me a list of what you think are you know five or ten of your top calls? And it was funny because I never really sat down and thought about it. As I sat down and made the list for him, I thought, wow, I've really been lucky to, yep. to be in the right place at the right time uh, a few times. You can't really, uh, as I look at it, people ask me, man, you sound so fired up, so excited about what you do. We're so blessed. Like Doc Emmerich told me, he said, Jamie, I get to go call a game, get paid for it, get great seats and enjoy it. <laughs> I get to talk to people about sports for a living, which is, is, is such a blessing. And having done this from earning $10 a game all the way up to what we do now, and of course, you've ascended to great heights there. But at the core, if you're not a fan, people will pick up on that very quickly. And I know you're a big fan of sports in general. You always have Well, that's been. why I wanted to do it. You know, I grew up, as you said, at the very beginning, uh, very insightfully. You know, I, I grew up around sports and a sports fan and wanting to, to find something that I could do in my life that would allow me to stay around sports. You know, I didn't get in. I found out that I had a passion for sports broadcasting, you know, kind of as a part of that. But that was the sports fan part first. And that's still the part of it. You know, I, I walk into these games every night and think, you know, I'm lucky to be here, and I'm excited to be the game. Now, some of them you're a lot more excited than others. But, you know, I'll just give you an example from the last few weeks, real-life example. I mean, our college basketball schedule. Two weeks ago, um, we had Notre Dame and North Carolina on our big Monday. It's actually a week and a half ago. You know, North Carolina, surprisingly, is in last place. Notre Dame's kind of in the middle of the pack. And most of the games that we have had on our schedule, you know, at least on the – surface looked to be better than that. I mean, the week before uh, that, we had Florida State at Duke, which was, you know, two top 10 teams. And then this past Monday night, we had Louisville and Florida State, which are two top teams in the top 11, all of them battling for first place. But, you know, the North Carolina, Notre Dame, <laughs> ended on a buzzer beat. You know, first of all, there are two, obviously, marquee programs with national reputations and followings. But, uh, you know, Notre Dame comes back from 15 back with eight and a half minutes to go and hits a shot with three seconds left to win the game. So, you know, some of them on paper look better walking in than others. A lot of times it's the night you really don't expect something remarkable to happen that, uh, that happens. You know, you had the Syracuse-UConn six overtime game um, years ago in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. You never know when something like that's going to happen. Absolutely. Part of the fun of walking into any sporting event, whether it's as a broadcaster, a participant, an official, whatever it is, a fan, uh, you never know what you might uh, see there uh, that night. That six-overtime game was, uh, oh, man, that was just uh, taking me back there. I love that game. That was absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, one of the great you know, uh, sporting events I've ever seen. You know, just you know, There's so many remarkable aspects to it. and One I'll never forget, you know, the game ended, I think, at 122. Two or 126 or something like that in the morning and uh, I looked at my phone I had about 150 text messages <laughs> from people just saying I can't shut this off and they weren't necessarily Syracuse or UConn people it was just such a captivating game that uh, people all over the place stayed up to watch it you're listening to Sean McDonough, the outstanding broadcaster for ESPN. And Sean, I got to ask you, uh, I was so disappointed when you and Coach weren't doing Monday Night Football anymore. And of course, Joe Testator, Booger do a great job. But uh, you guys had a great run and you got along well and it sounded great. I was really sad to see that end. But talk about your Monday Night experience. Well, it was an honor. You know, it's obviously you know, Monday Night Football, I think, is as tradition rich uh, 
sports TV franchises there is. I would say probably more so than anything else. Or certainly right there. I mean, uh, when I was hired, I was only the fifth play-by-play person in the then 47 years of Monday Night Football. And the other four were Keith Jackson, Frank Gifford, Al Michaels, and Mike Tirico. I mean, uh, have your name in that company. is kind of what we were talking about earlier about being in, in the list of people who came out of Syracuse to do sports broadcasting. Uh, so it was a great honor. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you know, Coach Gruden's a real character. It's funny you mentioned I was just actually texting with, with him this morning. Uh, friends of mine spotted he and Mike Tirico at dinner last night in Indianapolis. Uh, uh, so I, was, I sent him a group test just kind of teasingly asking which one of them was going to uh, pick up the check. <laughs> I think they both can easily afford it, I'm, I'm guessing. But, yeah, uh, sometimes I but, find the know, guy John that can afford it doesn't always pick NFL, it up. And uh, I to go back into coaching, which is really his first love. Uh, he was certainly passionate about the broadcasting, too, but it was clear to me from the beginning when we started working together that coaching was really uh, what's in most in his blood professionally, and he would you know, welcome an opportunity to go back, and he got a fantastic opportunity to go back. And yeah, I was happy to have the opportunity to go back to college football. You know, I, I think uh, I love all football, but you know, as a broadcaster, I think uh, the college football part of it is uh, – I don't know. There's something a little slightly more appealing. I, I would have been happy continuing on Monday football, but I, I really did realize how much I missed uh, college football. And I really enjoyed being back with, with Todd Blackledge and having a chance to do one of the biggest games in the country every week. we got about a minute left. Sean, uh, do you have a John Gruden story, a funny one, any funny uh, remembrance of your time with Coach you could share? Oh, gosh, almost all of it is uh, funny in some ways because he's such a character. You know, you you never know what he's going to say or do. Um, you know, in terms of one thing in particular, boy, I'd have to think about it. There, there's nothing really to be honest, Jamie, that jumps out. But uh, he's an interesting person. You know, they, they, you know, when they talk about well, it's never dull being around so-and-so, it's never dull when you're around John, that's for sure. You have a lot of fun, and uh, we are blessed to hear you. And, man, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We look to have you back and continue success with ESPN and all the great games you'll be covering. And, of course, Basketball, football, you do it all, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us on the Sports King. Well, my pleasure. Always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I hope you and your uh, listeners have a blessed day. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Sean McDonough, the outstanding broadcaster, ESPN, and uh, he is uh, great. And his father, of course, Will McDonough, what an outstanding writer at Boston Globe, and he's dearly missed. Uh, appreciate Sean joining us this morning Sports King. Don't touch that dial. We've got a lot more show. Brian Westbrook, the all-pro running back, coming up in hour two. Your phone calls, much, much more. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear, Hall of Famer. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the podiatry center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts hard cast. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. 
two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the Podiatry Center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. Did you take notes here? Cooler than the other side of the pillow. Did you get that? I was busy taking the remainder of my notes from our discussion with Sean McDonough. Okay. To be honest with you. Mm. That guy's toward the tip of the spear, man, as far as play-by-play How about that, is huh? concerned. That's The guests keep coming. He's a, a good one. A veritable plethora of guests. And I knew he'd be great. He, his, he's got the voice for it. He's got the pipes. He always has. And, I mean, the call, the, the Michigan State, uh, Michigan into that game was one of the best I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Yep. We've got another call from Sean we'll play in just a minute. But we want to let you know that you can go to SportsKingRadio.com and sign up for Sports King Nation to get show updates and sports news, once again, sportskingradio.com. We also want to thank our sponsors. Can't do it without our sponsors. Can't do it without our listeners, so we thank you all. CMA Colonial Honda, Tim Cosgrove. Man, what a guy, and what a dealership. Uh, if you need a car, new or used, uh, go buy. CM, CMA Colonial Honda. Of course, we want to thank Coastal Carolina University, who proudly supports and sponsors the Joe Moglia Report. We'll play that a little bit later with some financial advice from one of the best financial guys in America. He's not Ben Maitland, by the way. It's Joe Moglia. Wouldn't it be something, though, if you were that guy? I don't think I'd be here. Yeah, that's true. Good <laughs> point. Good, good point. Joe's good point. got uh, a lot of things going on there with the ATA yes. Ameritrade and everything uh, financial. How about so. that portfolio, my man? That's, that's one portfolio, portfolio you would like to have. Yes. And we'd like to thank Dr. Paul Ross, the Podiatry Center with offices in both Bethesda, Maryland and Springfield, Virginia. He changed my life. He can change yours, too. If you've got a foot issue of any kind, go see Dr. Ross. The guy's a wizard, man. You know what I call him? The Bishop of Bunions. The Master of Metatarsal. Prince the of Prince Podiatry. of Podiatry. Podiatry. How about that? Yep. You like it, don't you? He liked it, too. That's, anyway. That rivals Babe Ruth as far as the... the uh, Nicknames. There you go. Sultan of SWAT, King of Crash. Master of Prince, Mayhem. We got Prince it all. Of podiatry. Also yeah. want to thank Andrew Fisher and the outstanding team at Nerve. Never, and I mean never, underestimate Radical Vision. Uh, their website is www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Once again, www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. If you need a website, Get in touch with Andrew and his team because they are first class. They know how to do it. They did sportskingradio.com site. They do website development. They do marketing. They do social media. They are experts in the field. And if you need help, give them a call and go to the website. Once again, www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. And uh, you will not be disappointed. He is a great CEO, does a great job. Want to get back to Sean McDonough, folks. He talked about his call. Uh, other than the Michigan-Michigan State game, which we played that call. But we want to take you back to the call between the Pirates and the Braves and that great call, which may be the signature call of his career. Let's take you back. Pirates-Braves, and here's Sean McDonough with that outstanding final play. Francisco Cabrera comes to the plate to bat for the pitcher. He hacked at the 2-0, now the 2-1. Line drive and a base hit! Just as the score of the tying run, Green to the plate! And he is safe! Safe at the plate! The Braves go to the World Series! 
Braves indeed went to the World Series. I'll tell you, Sid Bream, I always remember coming around third. It looked like he had a piano on his back. Slowest man on the team. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was chugging and chugging and chugging, and he made it. But, boy, it was close. But uh, what a call. And the thing I love about announcers, man, when I sit home and listen, is I don't like the guys that just kind of mundane and just go through the motions. I want to hear that passion. And, man, this guy had passion. That's what I love about it. Sports King has passion, too. I love it, man. I mean, talking sports to the people and uh, getting feedback and, and hearing people's points of views and going through sports and talking because everybody has their favorite teams, and I love to hear about all of that and uh, talking to people that uh, want to give you their opinion, their favorite players, because everybody disagrees and everybody uh, has their opinion, which makes sports great. If you'd like to take part in the sports uh, sports phone the hotline, you give us a call, 804-327-0888. Once again, 804-327-0888. We can talk sports of all sorts. We also have uh, a Pegasus travel pillow, a Major League Baseball or NFL travel pillow we'll give away in the last part of the show. But uh, we've got a few minutes to take some calls. And we've got Brian Westbrook, of course, the all-pro running back from the Philadelphia Eagles coming up uh, after the top of the hour. But you're joining the Sports King 10 to 12, our new time frame. And it's been going great. We have guests. Boy, do we have guests. And they just keep coming, and we're so excited. Uh, a few more folks are coming on uh, later this week. We've got uh, Tom Lemming, of course, the great high school uh, analysis guy that does all the uh, recruiting aspects. There's nobody, if your son or daughter wants to hear anything about recruiting, this is the guy you want to hear it from. He also starred in the movie Blindside. He had a little a clip in there, and... Uh, he says his best stuff was left on the cutting room floor, but uh, he was in the movie Blindside. So if you ever see Blindside or have seen it, if you go back and watch it, you'll see an office scene where Tom Lemming gets to evaluate somebody and he's on camera for a little bit. So that was fun in the Blindside um, movie, which did so well. Tim Strachan, of course, a former quarterback at DeMatha who suffered a uh, broken neck in a uh, tragedy at a beach who went on to become a lawyer and uh, called Maryland football for over 20 years. Just an inspiration. He is uh, uh, having his third child and, um, you know, he's a guy that has been a tremendous leader in his community. We're so excited to have him. And also uh, Chris Mooney, the uh, head coach for the Richmond Spiders basketball, coming on this week too. And there's more to come, my man. I can't tell you at all because if I do, I don't want you to get too shaky you back got to think, keep some things under wraps. Yeah, you got to keep a couple things under wraps. But once again, if you want to take part in the show, give us a call, 804-327-0888. And, of course, uh, Ben is manning the phone, Ben Maitland, my Producer who wears his Atlanta Braves hats and shirts with great pride if he's not wearing some NASCAR outfit. But uh, he's a proud NASCAR fan, proud Atlanta Braves fan, and uh, I won't hold it against him even though the Nationals are the world champions. Uh, Until someone unseats them, yes. Exactly, and who knows if that will happen. Anyway, I want to talk about some other sports news. Uh, Maria Sharapova has retired. The five-time Grand Slam champion announced her retirement she said, quote, tennis, I'm saying goodbye, unquote. She wrote an essay that appeared Wednesday in Vogue and Vanity Fair. Sharapova turned pro in 2001 at age 14. Man, has it been that long? 2001, only 14? I didn't know she started at 14. She won Wimbledon in 2004, the U.S. Open 2006, the Australian Open 2008, and French Open in 2012 and 2014. The 32-year-old Russian reached number one in the World Tennis Association rankings 2005, 2007, 2008, 2012, but she has since dropped to 373. 
She lost in the first round of this year's Australian Open. Uh, she played only two matches this season and lost both. So I think she saw the writing on the wall. And when you start dropping down to 373, Ben, might be time to head for the exits. And uh, what's the old saying? Don't stay too long. And she definitely has chosen to move on. But she has done so well, not only a beautiful girl, not only so well in tennis, but a uh, sought-after model. And she's done great on endorsements, one of the top endorsers in all of sports. And uh, so she has had an amazing career, very successful. And she's had a shoulder injuries, which hampered her career. She has a combined record of 645 and 171 in singles record and included 36 titles. So, man, I didn't know in looking at her numbers, 645 wins against 171 losses and 36 titles. What a career. I mean, an amazing career starting at age 14. And, of course, uh, she's from Russia. And, of course, starting at age 14, she burst on the scene and just an amazing career when you look back at it. But, uh, you know, sad to see her go, but she had nothing to leave, you know, left on the court at uh, number 373. She saw that uh, things were kind of winding down for her, so she decided to move forward, and we wish her the best in her future career. Once again, the essay you can see in both Vogue and Vanity Fair. I don't think you subscribe to either one of those. No, they're not on my subscription list. Okay. It's not up there with Time or National Geographic or anything, so... You know, Sports King likes GQ. <laughs> I could see that. GQ's not yes. GQ's not too bad. GQ get some decent interviews in there every now and then. Great interviews. Yeah. Love this. Love GQ. But um, we had uh, to look at another big game from last night. Switching to NBA, I love this one. It was the Lake Show, and LeBron James defeating Zion Williamson one eighteen one oh nine in this one, and. Uh, it was kind of, uh, I'm not saying changing of the guard because uh, nothing got changed last night, but I know Zion uh, made quite the impression. Let's take a look at the NBA scoreboard from last night. It was the Pacers at home defeating the Hornets 119 80. Only 80 points scored for the Hornets, and the Pacers improved to 34 and 24. Um, Sabonis for Indiana 21 points, 15 rebounds, nine assists, almost a triple double. This one, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Ben, and listeners of the Sports King show, We've talked about it. Sports King, a huge fan of Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Ben, do you know they improved to 50 and 8, 24 and 5 at home? These guys are unbeatable. 108 97 against the Raptors in Toronto. Giannis with 19 points, 19 rebounds, mark it down. Uh, he is just phenomenal. And these Bucks are flying under the radar. Nobody's really talking about the Bucks, maybe because they're in Milwaukee. I don't know, but don't sleep on the Bucks. As I said, I think it would be Bucks, Lakers in the finals is my early prediction. I'm not saying the Bucks can't do it. They've got a balanced team that can get it done. So watch the Milwaukee Bucks. Circle them. Are you circling? Write down. Yeah, it's it's hard to ignore those guys. I mean, when you look at what Giannis has been able to do. Uh, since he came into the league, he's gotten progressively better and better. You mentioned 19 and 19 last night, points, rebounds. He had eight assists also, so he was a couple of assists away from a triple-double. Uh, Chris Middleton also 22-8-3 and three last night. They're rolling, man. They're already in the playoffs. That was a rematch of uh, the playoff series, I think, from a year ago. Um, and so the Bucks kind of take away some of the bad the bad memories from, I think, when they traveled to Toronto and, and got, uh, got uh, beaten uh, last year's playoffs. So... They're rolling. They they really are. And it's hard to – if you haven't paid attention, now would be the time to do it. You better not sleep on the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all I'm saying. Elsewhere, it in a high-scoring game, the Thunder in Chicago defeated 
the Bulls 124-122 for the uh, Chicago Bulls in a losing effort. It was Kobe White, 35.7 rebounds, three assists. Elsewhere, the Pistons in Denver, the Nuggets won 115-98. The Nuggets, now here's the thing about Denver. Let's not sleep on the Nuggets. They're 40-18, and 23-7 at home, quietly having a great year. So watch those Nuggets as they defeat the Pistons. The Pistons are horrific. 19-41, and 8-28, 8-21 away, so the Pistons can't beat anybody. Just bad basketball there. The Celtics on the road in Portland win 118-106. Celtics 40-17, 17-12 away. Jason Tatum led the way 36 points for the Celtics. C.J. McCollum for the Portland Trailblazers, 28 points there. It was the Pelicans, as we mentioned earlier, losing to the Lakers, 119-108. In this game, LeBron James, 40 points, and Brandon Ingram had 34-7 and for New Orleans in a losing effort. And it was the Kings. You know, we love the Kings around here, don't we? Uh, Buddy Heald, 112-94 winners over the Warriors. Uh, Buddy Heald, the great player for the Sacramento Kings. The Warriors, man, you talk about from great to awful 12 and 46, Ben. 7 and 22 at home. They used to be dominant at Oracle. They can't beat anybody. I mean, they are just bad. I, I got to imagine Steve Kerr is like, uh, maybe like Maria Sharapova. I think it's time for me to find the exit because this thing is getting ugly in a hurry. Your thoughts on the Warriors? You just got to look at what they don't have. You know, I think it's what it boils down to. There's no KD. Um, granted, he's not playing at the moment, still out in, in Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, they've been without. Steph Curry for so long, uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, that's that's a that's hard to replace. You know, at the end of the day, I think that's really what it boils down. It's got to be tough when you look it's down the bench and see your best players in street clothes. Never yep. good. Never exactly. good. Tonight's scoreboard looks this way. It'll be the Knicks at the Hornets at Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. The line is two over under two oh seven and a half. Uh, Knicks at Hornets, 7 o'clock tip there. It's the 76ers and Cavaliers, 7 o'clock tip. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. The line is 7.5 Philadelphia over under 217.5. The Nets take on the Wizards, the wonderful Wizards of Oz in D.C. Capital One Arena, the site. Brooklyn favored by 2 over under 235. I guess they're looking at that Bradley Beal deal with the 50 points and saying, man, this is going to go over the post of total. Bradley Beal is averaging 30.1 points per game. And uh, moving on, we've got the Timberwolves at the Heat, American Airlines Arena in Miami. Uh, this one's 7.30 tip there. And Jay Crowder, 16.2 points a game. This game is a 9.5-point favorite is Miami. 230.5 is your over-under there. Elsewhere, the Magic take on the Hawks at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Uh, the Orlando Magic, uh, two-and-a-half-point favors, two, 229 is the over-under in that one. Uh, the Grizzlies take on the Rockets at Toyota Center in Houston. Uh, that game starts at 8 o'clock. The favorite is the Houston Rockets, 11-and-a-half, 237 the over-under there. Ma- the Mavericks of Mark Cuban take on the Spurs in San Antonio. AT&T Center, the site, Dallas favored by 5, 229 over-under there. The Clippers at the Suns. Uh, that game is going to be at Talking Stick Resort Arena, and uh, that is in Phoenix. Uh, the late the Clippers are favored six and a half, two thirty two over under there. Devin Booker, of course, twenty six point three points for Phoenix. He is a great scorer. Kawhi Leonard for the Clips, twenty seven point two. In the last game on the docket tonight, the Celtics at the Jazz. 
Sports King loves the Jazz. We know them. They play well, 36 and 21, 20 and 8 at home. They're very good at home against the Celtic team, 40 and 17, 17 and 12 away. This one, Utah favored by five, over under 220. Jason Tatum brings his 23.1 points per game. And uh, Rudy Gobert has 15 and a half, uh, 14 rebounds, and 1.5 assists per game. That is your NBA scoreboard look. And uh, look back from yesterday's scores and today's scoreboard as well uh, for what's happening tonight in the NBA. We're going to take a timeout. You're listening to Sports Game on Sports 1061. And uh, we would love to take your phone calls, 804-327-0888. Brian Westbrook coming up at the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. This is former Washington Redskins quarterback and Super Bowl 26 MVP, Mark Griffin. You are listening to my favorite sports show, The Sports King, hosted by my great friend, Jamie King, on Sports 106.1. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Sports King Nation, want to take part in the show? Here's your chance to call the studio line. 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. That's what you call hip, right? That's as hip as we can get, Jamie. <laughs> I can get hipper, my man. <laughs> I'll bust some moves up in here. Don't hurt nothing. I might be on IR after busting a few moves, but... The pup list. I don't know why, man. I pull a hamstring just coming in <laughs> here sometimes in the morning. I don't know. Oh, uh, what we're, happens? We're keeping one incident in here under wraps. Exactly. So, thank God hey, there were no cameras ever, yeah. available that day. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Someone fell, Ben... You need to be more careful in here. Yeah, with anyway, me. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, welcome back. Sports King of Sports 106.1. We want to get to the NHL and talk about uh, some of the scores there. And then we've got some other things to get to before Brian Westbrook at the top of the hour. Thanks for uh, Sean McDonough, of course, the ESPN announcer, the great one, uh, joined us in the first hour. We really appreciate him. And we thank you for listening on Sports King on Sports 106.1. Uh, last night in the NHL was the Flames over the Bruins 5-2. to two. The Canucks down the Canadiens 4-3. to three. Maple Leafs over the Lightning, uh, four to three. Rangers over the Islanders at Long Island, four to three. It was the Flyers at home, uh, four. The Sharks two. The Capitals four. The Jets three. The Stars four. The Hurricanes one. The Devils four. The Red Wings one. The Blues uh, six. The Blackhawks five. Predators three. Senators two. Wild, five. Blue Jackets, four. Panthers, two. Coyotes, one. It was the Ducks, four. And the Oilers, three. And uh, I know, looking at uh, the NHL, the Capitals with Ilya Kovalchuk, what, and Joe Bonanati told us, the play-by-play man, said, what a keen addition he was. And, man, this guy is just going to be great for us down the stretch on 
the frozen ice tonight. It's going to be the Sabres at the Avalanche, 8 o'clock at Pepsi Center in Denver. It's going to be the Oilers at the Golden Knights of Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And the Penguins take on the Kings. And, of course, we like the Kings around here. Of course, that game is going to be at 1030, your last game of the night at Staples Center. Now, we want to talk about... uh, as we move forward, you've got the in, the, in, the combine. Uh, there's so many things happening in the combine, Ben. What did you think about Joe Burrow? Uh, the fact that he made the comments about his hand being so small, nine inches wide, and he's saying, hey, I might have to retire now because my hand's so small. I mean, that was one of the big stories yesterday. Yeah, that made the round, certainly. Um, along with, you know, there's you know, been some people saying, uh, well, I wonder if he wants to play for the Bengals. And I think he tried to clear that up. I think he the exact quote was he said he'd play for the Bengals if they draft him. So, I mean, all everything, I guess, seems to point to Cincinnati taking him. I know there was a little bit of speculation. I saw a story yesterday, that, and I mentioned it on air, too, that uh, Carolina might be tempted to make some kind of mega move to trade up to, to number one to maybe take Burrow. But then there was a report that also surfaced that said Cam Newton was going to be around or stick around still and was trending in the right direction for Carolina. So make that for what you will. I mean, Joe's exact quote was, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not play. I'm a ball player. Whoever picks me, I'm going to show up. So he seems to be committed. I think he, you know, he seems to be saying all the right things. I know people look at him and say, oh, he's got a little bit of an ego. I think you kind of have to have a little bit of an ego when you're coming off of uh, the national championship and the Heisman Trophy and everything else that goes along with being Joe Burrow. Right I now. love Joe so, Burrow. I said this. We're going to get Joe Burrow on the show. I love this guy. Heisman Trophy winner. I said he'd do that. I said he'd win a national championship. I have been behind him, and I know he will do great things at the next level. I heard somebody earlier today on another sports show talking about Tua versus Joe, who'd be better. Hey, guys, Joe Burrow is the pro. He's ready. He's played in a pro-style offense. Make no mistake, he is ready to play from day one. I want to bring up something at the Combine yesterday. This involved Jerry Judy, the outstanding wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, get this. He's apologizing to anyone he offended with his fascist statement. What was his fascist statement? Was it dreadlocks? Was it multicolored shirts? Oh, no. Judy wore a gold star of David pendant around his neck during his media session Tuesday at the annual gathering of NFL top prospects. Asked about the significance, he explained it was in reference to the first syllable of his surname. This is what he said, Ben. Quote, my last name's Judy. People sometimes call me Jew. So I just got a Jewish star, unquote, he explained. Then he went on to say, quote, I'm not Jewish, though. Unquote. Come on. You cannot be serious. I mean, Ben, you can't make this up. I mean, you've got a receiver telling the throng, I'm not Jewish, but I'm just wearing this because they call me Jew. I don't know what goes through some guys' minds. Uh, I just don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know sometimes. I mean, when I first started reading this, I said fashion statement I could see, but this totally lost me. I was like, man, what is somebody with the kid, you know, pull him aside and be like, you know what? Jerry, not a good, not be yeah, the best not idea. Not a good idea. No, not a good idea. Or keep it tucked in because you're going to have to answer for this, and then you're going to upset a lot of people. But hey, it is what it is, man. I tell you, unbelievable. But you see everything at the Indianapolis Combine, and you can find anything happening there. And uh, this is one of those bizarre things that happened yesterday. There's going to be some more more bizarre things, of course, uh, as we get through the rest of the week. But want to remind you. 
that all-pro running back Brian Westbrook from the Philadelphia Eagles is going to join us at the top of the hour, just after the top of the hour, here on the Sports King on Sports 106.1. We want to remind you, if you want to find out more about the show, uh, go to www.sportskingradio.com. You can find out all the information you want. And, of course, later on this week, Tim Strachan, the former DeMatha quarterback, is going to join us. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Lemming tomorrow. He was in the movie Blindside, one of the nation's biggest and best recruiters of high school football. And Friday, so far, we've got Chris Mooney, the outstanding coach for the Richmond Spiders. Spiders have had a really good year, and uh, we're excited to talk to Chris to find out uh, what he thinks in terms of the Spiders' chances uh, going deep in a tournament. And uh, We spoke who- to him before the season started on Sports Phone with Big Al, and he was very bullish on their chances to yes. compete and contend in the A-10 this year. And they have twenty and seven. It's been it's been a great bounce back, and I think a much needed one for for Coach Mooney and that group. Well, we're excited to have Coach Mooney and uh, you know hear more about the Richmond Spiders and of course throughout Central Virginia today. I don't know where you're listening to the Sports King, but it is raining and it's supposed to turn cold through the weekend. And I am over the cold. I am ready to move on to the warm weather. So it is going to be. Uh, kind of wet and dreary the next few days, but hopefully the sun's will come, sun will come out and we'll get back to the warm weather. Uh, ben has some breaking news after the Brian Westbrook uh, um, interview coming up about the New York Yankees. The Yankees suffering a major blow to their title chances for next year, and uh, not that one player is going to mean everything, but this one player uh, definitely is going to hurt their chances in terms of uh, going to the next uh, level as far as a world championship. This could be a really a crippling blow for them. They've got a couple other guys that are injured. Ben will bring that up uh, after the Brian Westbrook interview. So we're going to take a time out. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. We'll come back, and, of course, we've got Brian Westbrook, who has been uh, Mr. Durability uh, for his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I want to find out more about uh, his relationship with Andy Reid. I know he's so happy for Andy having been his former coach with the, now winning one with the Kansas City Chiefs. They came close, the Eagles did, but uh, you know it didn't work out. Of course, T.O. and Donovan McNabb, it was a really uh, great team they were on. And, of course, Brian Westbrook played for Bill McGregor at DeMatha and had a great career. And uh, he is electric in terms of his play. He's done some great things. We want to catch up with him, find out more about the Eagles, his experience there, and what he's up to now. So we're going to take a timeout. And you are listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial. We've got trivia prizes. We've got your phone calls after the Westbrook interview. All that and more coming up on the Sports King. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years and 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. 
Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. You're listening to a man whose future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. The Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back to the Sports King on Sports 106.1 on this Wednesday. And uh, I tell you what, the great players and the great stars come out on the Sports King. And this next guy is a superstar player, uh, superstar gentleman. Uh, of course, we had Bill McGregor, his coach, on yesterday. And Coach McGregor, every time I talk to him about Brian Westbrook, he just talks about what a great person he is, what a great man he is, and a man of honor, dignity, class. And, of course, we are so excited to welcome to the Sports King, Brian Westbrook. Brian, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Uh, let's go back to uh, the Matha Catholic, where it all started. And Coach said that uh, you didn't have an easy path. You worked so hard to get noticed, and you were just a natural athlete. But he said your work ethic was second to none. Uh, talk about your time back at DeMatha for Coach. Well, you know, Coach is, uh, you know, he is the man. And it certainly it takes a great coach to bring out the best in a lot of young athletes and Coach McGregor has been doing it for so long. I'm talking about I graduated in 97, and he prior to that he'd been doing it for another 20 years before that. So um, his ability to get the best out of his athletes, whether um, you know they come from great programs when they come out of middle school and stuff like that or, or not, he has the ability to um, change your mindset and get the best out of you. And, and really one of the things that I loved about uh, Coach McGregor and Coach Wooten as well, uh, rest in peace to him, but they have the ability to teach young men, I'm talking about teenagers, about life and football at the same exact time. And there's a beauty to that. And those are some of the lessons that I still am learning now as a 40-year-old man, but also teaching to my children as, as I raise them up as well. And so I, I certainly appreciate everything that I learned there at DeMatha. And, and he was right. Uh, my freshman year, uh, I didn't get very many play, much playing time, really, on my freshman year, I got zero, zero plays, offense, defense, and special teams. And so I went through an entire season without playing at all because I, you know, I just wasn't good enough. I wasn't up to snuff and I wasn't big enough um, to be able to play against some of those, some of those guys on that level. And so for a guy that played nine years in the NFL to start um, as slowly as I did in high school, it was kind of surprising for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I was able to understand and I was able to be coach. I was coachable. I was, I was a little listener and I just worked harder than everyone else. And in the end, no matter what your profession is, no matter what you do for a living, if it's high school, whether it's work um, or, you know, go to college or, you know, you're a grad student or a doctor or a lawyer or a professional athlete, it's going to come down to how hard you're willing to work and what you're willing to sacrifice to be able to achieve those things. And, I learned so much from Coach while I demanded that I was able to be successful in life and 
and here we are today. What a great testimony to so many young athletes out there. Uh, you know, today's an instant society. Kids want it now and uh, to put in the time and effort to be great. Here you are. As you said, you didn't get the carries, you didn't get the ball, and you could have easily walked away and said, man, this isn't for me, and I'm not going to put the time and effort, but your perseverance and your work ethic, second to none, earned you everything that you got. And so what message would you have for today's youth, the young kids and their parents listening now, as far as not being deterred when things don't go your way? Well, I think, you know, life is going to be filled with – highs and lows, and I think the key to any athlete, and really to any person, and there certainly is a parallel between athletic world and um, the real real world, and the same things that will make you a successful athlete are the same things that will make you a successful lawyer or doctor or or a trash man or electrician or carpenter. All those same things are are the exact same, and those things are um, hard work, dedication, discipline and sacrifice, those things will make you successful. And if you can master those things, no matter what, um, you will be successful in, in something. I mean, it may not necessarily be what you want it to be, but you will be successful in something as long as you apply those principles and, um, and, and you do it with the best of your ability. You certainly will be successful. The one thing, the one quote that I would leave with every young child is that you never rest until your good is better and your better is best. And, you know, that's one of the sayings that I always would preach to myself, that, you know, there's really no rest time in this world if you want to be the best. The only way that you rest is you're the best. And truthfully, even if you're the best, there's still not time to rest. It's time now to defend that crowd. It's time now to work even harder because you have everyone shooting at you because you're the best. And so, you know, over time, um, I, I've been able to learn a bunch over time. I've been able to um, talk to some great men and women, and they've taught me the right way. They've taught me the right things to do, um, how to you know, deal with adversity, how to be able to overcome that in the thought process world. And, you know, that all started at the Matha Catholic High School as well as with the help of Bill McGregor. And uh, coach, of course, coach, my son Patrick back in 2000, a member of the Stags, successful team there. Every year they're successful, it seems. But the one thing coach always tells me, I laugh about it, he said, hey, we're a brotherhood, and we look out for mm-hmm. one another. We're a family. He said, the thing about DeMath is like uh, being in the mafia. Once you get in, you can never get out. And the fact that you guys have such a close bond, that has to mean so much more to you than uh, uh, in terms of uh, so special as far as being a part of that fraternity. Well, well it is. And, and you know, of, of course, um, you know, I graduated what, 22 years ago, now, 23 years ago now, which is crazy to think because I, I still think I'm in my 20s in my mind. But my body definitely feels like I'm in my 40s. But, um <laughs> It's crazy. I'll go to basketball games now. I just went and saw um, Markel Fultz with the uh, Orlando Magic. And, of course, we didn't go to school together. He's much, much younger than me. Um, you know, and there is an instant gratification, an instant uh, a bond between guys that went to DeMatha that had the ability to share that brotherhood, that ability to say, you know what, I went through those same types of tests. I was tested in a lot of different ways. I was uncomfortable in a lot of different ways, but I was able to persevere and be successful. And um, same type of thing when I see Victor Oladipo, same type of thing uh, when I run into a lot of the younger guys that that didn't even play sports at at the time when they were in school. They respect 
all the things that we went through just to be able to go to that school and be a part of that community. And I, I think that's what makes it so super special. You're listening to All-Pro running back Brian Westbrook, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the greatest to ever play the game. He attended DeMatha Catholic High School, as we mentioned. Then when he went on to Villanova. Talk about Villanova. Of course, you had some injuries there. You still hold the NCAA record with 9,512 all-purpose yards. Uh, when you went to Villanova, you didn't get the, the the major schools that you deserved to be on. Were you disappointed? It seems to me with the numbers you put up, you used that as fuel for your fire. Yeah, you know, so my junior year in high school, I was being recruited by a lot of the bigger programs. And, you know, I, unfortunately, in 1996, I tore my ACL. And at that time, I mean, 20 years plus ago, tearing the ACL was like a death sentence to an athlete. I mean, you had a year's worth of uh, rehab, and many of those programs were like, well, listen, we, we, why would we want to recruit you if you have a torn ACL? We can just recruit some of these healthy kids that – across the country are really, really good. And so a lot of the big schools that were offering me scholarships that were interested in me at the time, they were just like, okay, well, we're done with you. You're kind of damaged goods. And luckily for me, Villanova came in and they said, listen, we, we think that you're going to be a good player. We think you're a good athlete. And more importantly than the athletic side, we think that you're a good student. And because of that, we're going to offer you a scholarship. We're going to allow you to come here and prove that to us. And for me, I was certainly grateful for that opportunity, but I also knew that, you know, it wasn't a thought that I was going to the NFL. For me, it was a thought that let's find a school that I can go to, I can learn and find a way to get a job and, and be successful that way in society. Um, luckily enough for me, I was surrounded by great players and great coaches that were teachers, people that were, you know, wanted me to hone in my craft and get better at my craft. And because of that, I was able to get better at catching the ball out of the backfield. I was able to get better at the small things that make you a good professional. And I was able to use that skill set um, to, a, to a high standard, to a high level. And, uh, you know, I was able to get drafted into the NFL in the third round by the Philadelphia Eagles. And it really was a big part of my success story was, was going to uh, Villanova and learning and, and understanding the principles of the game, but also that chip on your shoulder that you kind of have when you get you get passed over for some other guys, and now now you you play with that type of hunger, you approach everything about the game with that type of hunger. I was able to do that while at Villanova and was able to be successful um, moving forward because of that same type of hunger. I was always conflicted with you because being a Redskin fan growing up and a Dematha fan, I was always rooting for you, but quietly because the thing that scared me about you always was you weren't just a runner. Uh, your receiving skills were uh, exemplary. I mean, you did amazing jobs catching the ball out of the backfield. The fact when people ask me about you as a player, what did I think? I always said, man, he's an all-purpose guy. He's a multi-thread guy. I know you took so much pride in being able to not only run the football, but catch out of the backfield. Well, one of the things that I wanted to do, and I'm 5'10", so one of the things I wanted to do was to make sure that the coaches uh, felt a, a void when I wasn't in the game. And that means you have to be able to be good at a lot of different things. That means you have to be, of course, as a running back, being able to run the football, you have to be able to do that well on a high level. You have to be able to block. Um, you, that means that a blitzing linebacker comes in and you have to be able to block. And you certainly, um, to be able to block, you have to understand defenses and the blitz packages and things like that. And you also have to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. And so if you want to be in the game at all times and not put yourself in a situation where it's third down and you have to come out or second down and you have to come out because that doesn't fit your skill set, you have to be good at a lot of different things. 
And so for a long time in my rookie year, I just went to working on being better at all of my weaknesses. And for a lot of people, it's kind of weird. They never want to get better at their weaknesses because they never want to admit that they have weaknesses to begin with. And so for me, it was always like, okay, let's look at my game. Let's assess it. Let's see what I do well, the things that I don't that I, that I do not very well, and let's attack those things. Let's make sure that I can make sure that those things are done well, so that the coach can notice. And now he feels a void that is there when I'm not in the game. And that was kind of my whole philosophy being in the NFL. And because of that, um, I was able to play for a long time, and I was, I was grateful for the opportunities that I've had. Our special guest, Brian Westbrook, uh, two-time All-Pro, played for the Eagles from 2002 to 2009. He was a first-team All-Pro, Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Famer, Philadelphia Eagles 75th anniversary team, Walter Payton Award winner. Uh, he's done it all, folks. Rushing yards, 6,335, averaged 4.6 yards of carries, 41 rushing touchdowns. I mean, receptions, he did it all. He's just complete running back. Uh, let's look now. The Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. You were in the Super Bowl once, didn't get the victory, but – when you looked at Andy Reid and your relationship with him and he picked you out of uh, college and said, hey, I want that guy on my team, how special was it to see Andy Reid finally win a Lombardi trophy? Oh, it was very special. And um, even to this day, me and Coach have a very close relationship. We talk, you know, a weekly or so um, over text, and you know, we see each other. We'll see each other again this year at the Maxwell Awards Banquet in a week or so. And it's just, you know, Andy Reid is one of those guys, similar to Coach McGregor, similar to Coach Wooten, that he's teaching you about life as he's teaching you about football. And he's consistent. He doesn't change from day to day, whether you had a good game or a bad game. He, he's always consistent, and he's a teacher. And that's exactly what young men need. They need someone that cares about, of course, their physical ability to do their job as far as, um, playing the game, but also about outside of the game. And, and Coach Reed certainly had that, uh, that that effect on a lot of different guys. And that's why when you talk about Coach Reed being one of the most beloved coaches in the NFL right now, that's absolutely true. I mean, if you had a chance to look on Twitter or Instagram, any social media platform, there were so many guys just telling Coach, thank you, congratulations, we, we, we are so happy for you. It was amazing to see. And that's because he's so beloved and he's meant so much to so many guys that he's affected and coaches, uh, coached over the course of uh, the 21 years that he's been in the NFL. On August 28, 2012, it was announced that you retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. How has the transition gone for you? I've always thought that you're so well-spoken and, and such a handsome guy that you'd be on uh, television doing a lot of uh, TV, maybe some uh, color commentary uh, on a national level. Have you thought about that? Uh, and what are some of the other things you're up to now? Well, well, now, you know, I do a lot of stuff with the radio, and my wife says I have a, I have a face for the radio. So that's, Hey, I, she's, I she that's, must be related uh, to my wife because my <laughs> wife says the same thing. <laughs> I don't know that she she believes what you just said, but she certainly said I have a face for radio. So, um, so I do a lot of radio stuff. We also do a lot of, um, you know, I do some work with Fox Sports One um, in the morning. We do a show called First Things First with Nick Wright and Jenna Wolf, and so I, I enjoy that. You know, I enjoy the game. I enjoy watching these young guys execute the game plan and watch their careers. I um I enjoy. Um, watching teams develop over the course of, of the year as well. Um, probably my biggest joy outside of football right now is running the Brian Westbrook Foundation. And I have a horse farm there in Maryland. And so our idea is that we want to help empower our youth 
and teach them what success really is. We want to teach them that, you know, you can be successful in this world without making a million dollars. And so many people, so many of our kids are taught that, you know, in order to be successful, you have to be rich. And that's just not true. There's a lot of people that make a million dollars a year um, that spend a million and one dollars are absolutely broke and are unsuccessful. But there are also, conversely, a bunch of people that make $80,000 a year, $50,000 a year. They pay all of their bills and they save 5000 bucks, and they are completely successful. And so we want to teach our kids with, through my foundation that you can be successful in this world no matter what your condition, no matter how much you make. You have to be smart about your spending. But also there's a process. There's, a, there's an equation to success. And it's the same equation that I lined out earlier. The hard work plus the dedication plus the discipline plus the sacrifice will equal your success. And that can be in any field, in any form. And if you do that, you will be successful. And that's what we're, what we're trying to teach our young people this way and, and hopefully empower and change our community. Brian Westbrook, our special guest. When you look back over your outstanding career, I know you had so many highlights. It's hard. It's almost like when people say, pick your favorite child. You can't do it. But is there one or two memories when you say, man, that was such a special thing and a special moment for me that you look back on with such great pride? Well, I had a punt return. I think it was 2003, 2004 time um, against the, the New York Giants. And at the time, I was a starting running back, but I still hadn't really separated myself as one of the better athletes and better weapons in the NFL at the time. And I was able to, you know, kind of you know, as, as an offense, we weren't doing very well that game. I think it was probably six to ten or something at that point in the game. And I, I was able to catch a, a, a punt return with about a minute or so left in the game. And running back, and we were able to win that game. And for our team, it meant the whole bunch. It meant that, you know, we won a division game against the Giants, of course, but it also spurred us on to go out and win seven or eight games in a row. But individually, it meant the world to me because it, it, it put me in a place where now I had more confidence in myself, and the guys around me had more confidence in me and my ability to go out there and make plays. And it's funny how after you return one kick, how much harder the guys on the special teams block because now they know that they have faith in you that you can actually do it. And it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. And it was an amazing play in my career because now it kind of boosted my confidence. I knew that I belonged, but I needed that confidence boost. And that was one of the things that kind of boosted my confidence and, and just showed me that, listen, just keep working hard, keep doing the things that got you here. And if you do that, you'll be successful in this level. And, and that was kind of the first sign that I got that, the hard work and the dedication was finally paying off. Uh, you're only 40 years young, so I know you haven't had a lot of time to look back. But when you look at a legacy standpoint and you say, like, if somebody asked me, what do you think about Brian Westbrook and sum up his career, I would say, hey, the guy was a work ethic second to none. He delivered for his teammates. He could be counted on. He's versatile. How would you sum up your career from a legacy standpoint? Um, you know, I think about legacy a lot. Um, as far as my playing career, I think that, you know, hopefully people would, would look at today's game, what we see from guys like Christian McCaffrey, what we saw from guys like Ty Gurley a couple of years ago, guys that are Ezekiel Elliott as well. And even though we have different styles in some situations, they're all trying to get to the point where I was at and Marshall Falk was at. And that's catching the ball out of the backfield um, and, and being on the field all four downs, all three downs at least. And, you know, there are guys and teams in the league that because defenses are so specialized, if you bring in, I don't know, a, a big running back, now they know, okay, this is a downhill run play, 
right? If you can bring in a guy like myself or Christian McCaffrey or you know, all these other backs that are doing the same type of thing, now you have to say, I don't know whether it's a pass or a run. So the advantage of your personnel, that, that goes back to your offense and not to your defensive side. And so I, I think as far as legacy goes, I, I think that I would love to be able to say, and of course I wasn't the innovator, I wasn't the guy that established this, but I was one of the guys that continued the process of running backs being able to be on the field for all three downs, being able to contribute in the run game as well as the pass game. And I, I think that when you have smaller guys from smaller schools, you still have the ability to be special in the NFL. And so hopefully when, when guys think about Brian Westbrook in, in the years to come, they would say, you know what, he got the most out of his ability, out of his skill set. And for a guy that was a smaller stature guy that went to a small school, he, um, he went out there and he dominated you know, during his time. And um, you know, now a lot of the guys that are playing the game today, they would appreciate and they would see the value to what I did um, during the time that I played uh, in the NFL. Folks, one of the best to ever play the game. He overcame. He just persevered through work ethic, desire, drive. He is a legendary running back in person as well, and everybody that knows him says the same thing. Brian, I can't thank you enough for joining us, and please come back. Love to talk more about your foundation and other things and have you back anytime. And it's, uh, of course, DeMatha Stag. You know, Stag for life is what they say. So uh, we're with you. But thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Sports King, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Brian Westbrook, and we're going to take a timeout. Man, is he he was he was so special. I tell you what, as a Redskins fan, when this guy had the ball, you just had to look away. You're like, please don't go the distance because he could go at any time, whether he caught it, whether he ran it. Just a special guy and a special man. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the Sports King with Jamie King. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Let's get back to the guy who said where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 106.1. Hey, welcome back to the Sports King. Thank you, Mike Kelly. What a voice he has. And thank you, Brian Westbrook, the all-pro running back from the Philadelphia Eagles in Hour 2. I want to thank our good friend Sean McDonough from ESPN. He joined us in Hour 1. And, man, uh, just uh, – Great guests. We love it. We thank them for all joining us here on Sports 106.1. And most of all, we thank you for joining us on the Sports King. We You're wanted... not uh, half bad at the interview thing. Huh? You're not half bad at the interview business. So. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So you're actually <laughs> listening back there. I am. Okay. I'm paying attention. Back I... there behind the glass, my man. I'm not asleep at the wheel. So It's good. Everything's good. You're paying attention. It's been a good show, yeah. You're it's... learning some stuff, right? Yeah. I, this is a, a learning show. Checks in the mail. Learned and learning show. Speaking of that, I think we have some Joe Moglia information we want to pass on to you. Of course, from Coastal Carolina University, Joe Moglia report heard exclusively on Sports King on Sports 1061. Joe Moglia has some financial advice. We want to turn to that now. Here he is, the chairman of TD Ameritrade, Joe Moglia, with his weekly advice for Sports King listeners. It's time for the Joe Moglia report. 
with former Coastal Carolina head football coach and chairman of TD Ameritrade. With daily and weekly insights on football, leadership, and financial advice from one of the top business leaders in the world today. Now, direct from Coastal Carolina University, let's join Joe Moglia and the Sports King for the Joe Moglia Report. Coach, it's the time of the show all of our listeners look forward to the most. It's your investment tip and strategy of the week. We are all listening. We have our pens and papers ready. Coach, what is your best advice for us this week? Well, for anybody that's following the marketplace, you're aware, I don't know where it is exactly this minute, but 20 minutes ago, the, the Dow Jones was down about 800 points. And it's because of concern of the coronavirus. We began the show talking about the coronavirus and like, you know, how big a deal is that? And until that gets settled, we don't know how big a deal it is. So the markets have had an incredible run. Right? And the markets, every week we've talked, Jamie, have pretty much been at their highs. At their highs, I think it's always healthy to trim a little bit. Now, when the markets are down 800 points in one day, there may very well be a stock or, or, or a security that you really, really like. And make believe it. So the stock ABC and the stock ABC is trading at 20. And today, because the market's hit so hard, it's trading down at 17. Well, I wouldn't be afraid for one stock. I wouldn't be afraid to put a bid below the market, so maybe at 16. And then if you buy, you buy that stock, that's the stock you want to own anyway. And you're buying it much cheaper than where you could have bought it a week ago. Uh, but, I, but I would still be wary of the fact that if the reason why the market's going down is the coronavirus. If we don't have an answer to that, you know, we could be much, much lower two weeks from now than where we are today if, that hasn't, if that's not solved. Joe Mowgli, I heard exclusively here on the Sports King. I'm telling you, Ben, anybody that negotiates a $26.8 billion with a B dollar deal, I'm listening to my man. My portfolio. My yeah, portfolio. We, nowhere near Joe Mowgli. <laughs> no, we referenced him earlier. But I'm going yeah. to everything he says, like E.F. Hutton to me, man. I want to make sure that, uh, folks, you got to listen to Joe. He knows what he's talking about. It's now time for the Sports King trivia question of the day. It's time to play Sports King Trivia. Answer today's trivia question and you'll win a prize. And what is that prize? The prize is from Pegasus Sports. It's a travel pillow. We're going to give away a lot of travel pillows, man. I love this stuff. Whenever you travel, Sports King doesn't like to get cramps in the neck area, my man. These travel pillows brought to you by Ken Paradiso and the fine folks at Pegasus Sports. Pegasus Sports, man. They You go to Pegasus Sports Shop online, you can see they got the NFL stuff. NCAA stuff. They're outfitting, 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 easy for me to say, this entire studio. This is going to be Pegasus Central in this building, man. We're going to have the we're going to have the rugs. We're going to have the uh, blankets. We're going to have the floating helmets. We're going to have everything Pegasus in here. Anyway, I digress for a moment. We go back to the trivia question of the day on the Sports King. What Major League Baseball player retired, Ben, with the same number of home runs as his father? Was it A, Prince Fielder, B, Terry Francona, C, Roberto Alomar, or Cal Ripken Jr.? Once again, what Major League Baseball player retired with the same number of home runs as his father? If you know, you will be the recipient of a Pegasus Sports Pillow, travel pillow. Give us a call, 804-327-0888. 
804-327-0888 is the number in our final 20 or so minutes of the show. We'd love to hear from you talking about sports and uh, what you thought maybe of the Sean McDonough interview or what you thought of Brian Westbrook. Of course, DeMatha graduate, Villanova, and on to the Philadelphia Eagles. What a great young man he is. And, of course, hope you young kids out there heard what he said about perseverance, man. He didn't even play that one year, and he overcame that and never lost hope and ended up being one of the greats in NFL history and uh, an all-time Eagle great as well. So once again, the trivia question on the Sports King, what Major League Baseball player retired with the same number of home runs as his father? If you know, give us a call. The uh, answer is possible. Prince Fielder, Terry Francona, Roberto Alomar, and Cal Ripken Jr. The number here on the studio hotline is 804-327-0888. 804-327-0888 is the number. And Ben, you have some breaking news as it uh, pertains to the New York Yankees. That we do. And this broke yesterday afternoon, of course, after we were off air, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it um, until today. But we referenced his name. We had our guy Henry that we were talking to. I think his, I think it was Henry yesterday talking about him being a Yankees fan and the guy who got the trivia question right yesterday. And we were referencing Garrett Cole and the big offseason acquisition for the Yankees and him sliding into the rotation and how the rotation for New York would look after Garrett Cole. And I mentioned Luis Severino's name as a guy that they were going to rely on and rely on quite heavily. Not so much now. Luis Severino done for the 2020 season uh, is going to have to undergo Tommy John surgery. Never a Never two words you want to hear if you're a major league starter, reliever, what have you, is you have to go under the knife for Tommy John. And that's a big loss for the Yankees, that Severino is going to miss the whole season. He didn't pitch very much last year. I think he threw only around 20 innings, give or take, between the regular season and the postseason in 2019. And now he's going to be gone for the remainder of the 2020 season. I know he he was looking forward to getting back in the rotation and being a factor. But they're going to miss him now for uh, for 2020. Luis Severino done for the year. Huge loss. They've got some other guys banged up too. So. They do. Yeah, James Paxton is on the shelf until probably around sometime in June with back surgery from a couple weeks ago. Uh, Domingo Herman is still serving his domestic violence suspension until June. So that's three right there. Three big names that I know the Yankees were counting on were, or were going to rely on. Now they're going to get some of Paxton um, and Herman when they come back uh, probably around yeah the, the June mid June mark. Uh, but after Garrett Cole, there's a lot of question marks right now. It's it's really Garrett Cole, Masahiro Tanaka, and and Jay Happ, and then even Jordan Montgomery, lefty. He's coming back from Tommy John, so I don't know if they fill the rest of the the uh, the role in the starting rotation, the rest of the the roles in the starting rotation internally, or if they look uh, for an external option here as spring training continues. Unbelievable! It is a key loss for them, and boy, I mean, granted. They had 30 we, – we talked about this with Henry yesterday too. The Yankees had a record 30 different players on the injured list last year, and they still managed to win 103 games. So I don't think you want to try that again, though, uh, two years in a row to have this many guys get hurt and and try to win north of 100 games and win the American League East. So it's uh, going to put Brian Cashman to the test as far as whether or not he can find a, a solution. Unbelievable challenge ahead for the New York Yankees. Want to give some shout-outs to some Sports King listeners out there in Sports King Nation. Want to say hello to Michelle Wiesikowski, Hezekiah Faison Jr., Don Presti uh, Marsh, Jeff Krieger, uh, Todd Reed, Dave Went, Liz Pearson, R.C. Stevens Jr., Penny Riccio Curtis, Ren Fairfax, Lenny Baird, Vicki Clark Jenkins, Nikki Williams, Daryl Mosley, 
Charlie DeCourcy, Nancy Hilburn, Thomas, Scott Livingston, just a few of the Sports King Nation. We thank you so much for listening. And if you want to give us a call, phone lines are now open. 804-327-0888 is the number here in the studio. And we've got a Pegasus Sports Travel Pillow. Uh, from Ken Paradiso and the outstanding folks at Pegasus, and boy, they do it right there. It is uh, what Major League Baseball player retired with the same number of home runs as his father. Was it Prince Fielder, Terry Francona, Roberto Alomar, or Cal Ripken Jr., the great Oriole? And if you know, give us a call. And uh, it's so hard to believe that they had the same amount of home runs, father and son. I mean, you couldn't make that up, man. I mean, it's like, wow, what a uh, what a number to end on. And it wasn't like a even number either. It was a Oh, I'm giving that away. It's an odd number. An odd number. We're not giving too much information not away on much. that one. But yeah, feel free to call. Like you said, line's open and we'll get you hooked up if you get it right. We also want to thank our guests, of course, Sean McDonough in Hour 1, Brian Westbrook Hour 2. And we want to let you know the fun is just starting. We've got a great lineup the rest of the week. Tom Lemming, of course, he was in the movie Blindside, and he'll talk about that tomorrow with Tim Strachan. Uh, Tim Strachan, former DeMatha quarterback, has an amazing story. You won't want to miss that, of course, we got a Richmond head coach coming up, uh, and I know you like this one. Yeah, Chris Mooney, and like we talked about uh, earlier in the show, it's been a good season overall for the Spiders, a bounce-back campaign. When you look at them sitting 20-7 and seven here as we get ready to in the regular season, you're coming up on uh, you know, conference tournament time and, and the big dance time. So they're in a, they're not in a bad, bad spot as far as the Spiders go. I know that they're uh, – They've got to be happy. I know Chris Mooney's got to be happy as far as where where they came from, struggling a little bit the last handful of years to, to where they're at here in the 2019-2020 campaign. So we all, looking we, forward to hearing from him. Absolutely. We also want to thank our sponsors. Can't do it without them. CMA Colonial Honda, Tim Cosgrove and his fine staff, number one over there. If you need a car used or new, go see Tim Cosgrove. You will not be disappointed. They do it like nobody else does it. We also want to thank Dr. Ross, podiatrist, a guy who changed my life. He can change your life too. With offices in Bethesda, Maryland and Springfield, Virginia, uh, go see Dr. Ross. Give him a call at the Podiatry Center. Uh, Pegasus Sports, we've talked about them. They do an amazing job for us, providing great prizes. We thank Ken Paradiso and the outstanding staff there. We also want to thank Coastal Carolina and Joe Moglia, the Joe Moglia Report, Mission Belt, Cremo, for all the Sports King's facial skin care needs. And, of course, it's paying off, my man. You haven't told me that I look younger, but I do, and I know that. I know what the mirror says. Do you feel younger? I feel younger. Okay. All right. That's all that matters. I got look, the Benjamin Button thing. thing going on as here, man. As long as you feel young. I'm going backwards in time. <laughs> Come on. And, of course, we want to thank Nerve. Never, and I mean never, underestimate Radical Vision, N-U-R-V. They have done the Sports Kings website, handle all the social media, and they have the www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. That's www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Andrew Fisher is a expert when it comes to marketing, promotional aspects. He does website, social media. He does it all, and he does it for the Sports King. We couldn't be happier to be teamed up with Nerve and their outstanding staff out there in Denver, Colorado. Uh, unbelievable team of people. We appreciate them, and we appreciate you for joining us each and every day, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, our first week. We're so excited to be with you. And uh, as I said, we've got some folks. Clay Helton from USC. We're finalizing that today. The head coach of the USC Trojans. We're looking forward to having him come in and uh, be a part of our show. And we've got so many other great guests lined up just for you. If you'd like to see a certain guest, drop us a line. Go to the sportskingradio.com. Go to the contact us part and 
put down the guy or the gal you most like to see on the show, and we'll do our best to get him on. And I know uh, any update on Ryan Newman, Ben? I know we've been following that story. He was in the boat fishing the other day, so that's a good sign. I think if there's uh, Newman is an outdoorsman, if he's if he's in the boat or if he's you know walking around on his on his property down there in North Carolina, that's a good sign. I think he's he's doing as well as can be expected. Uh, still don't know again any any you know, specific details as far as what he's dealing with, other than just it's a head injury that was not specified. But if I think I saw a few people say Martin Truex, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said uh, offered similar sentiments uh, the last day or two. If Newman's out, you know, doing something on his property, he's feeling okay. So I know they're just taking it slow. He'll be. I, I would think or predict he'd be back in the car here in just a couple weeks. And I want to say this, uh, all credit to Ryan Newman for being so tough and durable, but I'm telling you, they say the NASCAR response team for the EMTs and so forth were in his vehicle in less than 30 seconds, I believe. 35. I mean, 35 seconds. Yep. Unbelievable. Very, impressive. As far, you talk about guys that value life and, and do an amazing job. That Those guys should have been on ESPN and Fox and CBS with us because yeah, to be commended. Uh, all the big Certainly. channels should have been on those guys because they deserve so much in terms of credit because of the fact that they saved the life there and they were paramount because the, the vehicle is burning and they get there and they go in places no other people want to go but they uh don't get the credit they deserve uh, all of our emts out there firefighters policemen that do the job for us every day in our military as well we can't do it without them and we're so blessed to be able to do this because um you know without them doing what they do we can't do what we do so i know ryan newman is very grateful there major league baseball of course ben had the story talking about severino and the yankees and uh, what a uh, situation that's going to be and uh, we also want to let you know chris mooney will be joining us the head coach from richmond again on Friday, uh, tomorrow, Tom Lemming, of course, on the blind side. And uh, he always jokes about his best part of his movie being on the cutting room Left floor. Left on the cutting room yeah, floor. He says, come yeah. on, man, why didn't you give me more time in that movie? But that movie went on to be a huge success, and we'll talk to Tom about the making of the movie, what went when, into that movie and of course he's a guy that drives coast to coast uh, and looks at every high school football player you talk about a daunting task man try that going from uh, north to south east to west everywhere and he doesn't take somebody's word for it he actually goes in and sees these players with his own eyes and writes an evaluation can you imagine how hard that would be i mean he loves it but he so you have to love, to love it, it. Yep. you have to love it to do that but uh, that is uh, going to be exciting talk to tom about all the things he's up to and it's one of those things that uh, you know, you just have to see to believe. I mean, he doesn't do it with a computer as much as he does a lot of note-taking and it's very old school in his approach, but it works for him and uh, unbelievable as far as his results. You can't argue with them. We also told you Maria Sharapova retired after 19 years and uh, Zion Williamson and uh, LeBron last night. It didn't work out for Zion, but he earned the respect of LeBron. And boy, this kid's a player, man. I mean, he is not backing down from anybody. No, and I think if, if you walk away from a game playing against the Lakers and LeBron's impressed, then you've, you've already made a statement right there that everybody should start to take notice. If you, if you aren't watching what Zion's doing right now, we said the same thing about Giannis earlier. There's some studs in the association right now. Um, that's for sure. So I'll be tuned in to see what he does the rest of the way, or rest of the way as far as the regular season goes. And maybe he's – I know he started late, but I don't know if it's too far off base to think he could be a, a rookie of the year selection or be, in, or be in the conversation so well he definitely uh, could be and they talked about him not possibly being the rookie of the year conversation 
but uh, because he got a late start. But I believe he will be, and he could easily win it. So that's how good a year he's had so far, even though he started late. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come close it out with you. Uh, give us a call in the final moments, 804-327-0888. If you know the trivia question, 804-327-0888. We'd love to hear from you down the stretch here. And we're going to talk to you when we come back. The New York Giants have released linebacker Alec Ogletree, a team captain. We'll have that story more as the Sports King rolls on this Wednesday on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports King, Jamie King, on Sports 106.1. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, general manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Want to reach the Sports King? Call 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Learn it. Know it. Live it. I said welcome back, everyone, to the Wednesday. I'm hearing myself over and over. I'm repeating myself, which is a good thing. To the Sports King on Sports 106.1 on this Wednesday. Wet Wednesday it is. We were waiting for the sunshine, but uh, so far, nothing but rain out there in Central Virginia. And uh, we hope wherever you're listening to across the nation and internationally, you're having a great day with some great weather. And uh, I tell you, Ben, there's been a few things irritating me. And uh, before I get into this rant, I want to let people know if you'd like to try for the Travel Pillow uh, trivia question, give us a call 804-327-0888, 804-327-0888, courtesy of Pegasus Sports. And we'll take your call and try to see if you know today's trivia question. And until then, it's time for the Royal Rant. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Royal Rant. What is on the mind of His Royal Highness? What sports figure, team, or player has raised the ire of His Majesty? Is it sports-related, or is there something else in the kingdom that has him ready to vent his displeasure? Without further ado, here is the Sports King with the Royal Rant. Thank you very much, Mike Neville. My rant today is simply about a couple things I've uh, been experiencing, Ben Maitland. How about folks that drive vehicles in the state of Virginia? They're called turn signals for a reason. Please use them. What's with the back and forth in front of me, left and right? No turn signals. I'm not Karnak. I can't see and think what you're going to do. Please let me know. A simple gesture of a turn signal would be nice. That's one. How about people that follow too close? I'm driving the speed limit, sometimes a little bit over the speed limit. 
always within the, at least I'll say it anyway, always within the right mileage that I should be. But Ben, I've got people trying to get in my trunk. Enough. Slow down. It's wet. Don't get in my trunk. Back up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And lastly, how about when I go out and I park somewhere and you park so close I can't get in my car? I mean, I need a can opener to get in. Folks, it's not that hard. Think about it. Can this guy get out? Can he get in? So please, turn signal. Don't follow too close. And when you park your vehicle, other than somebody that's a size zero, to get out of a vehicle, give them a little space. Because the other thing is this. I don't want to ding your car. I don't want you to ding mine. Ben, I ask you, is that too much to ask for? No, I don't think so. I don't know how some people make it out of the door in the morning. I don't. Or how they make it to work. And I'll tell you my moves that they pull on the uh, on the road. The number one thing I always do, I always wave to people. If I'm trying to get out, I'll wave yeah, to I'll them. I'll throw up the hand. Right. And if they let me out, I wave to them. The occasional hey, it takes digit. two seconds to give somebody a little wave just to say thank you. Are we that uh, involved with our day that we can't give somebody a little bit of a, hey, thanks, thanks. Is it that hard? Are we getting there? Come on, man. The niceties have been lost on somebody. It shouldn't be. Bring back the niceties, my man. Nicey, nice never goes out of style. Remember that. No, I don't think so. Again, if, if someone deserves it or really earns it, I'll throw the, the single digit. Occasional single digit at somebody. You're telling people they're number one in they're another one. way. That I'm, yeah, that they're number one, but not, uh, not in the, not in the friendly sense. No. Okay. Well, I don't. Uh, Just got to pick your spots, you know. Just got to pick your spots when you do that, and don't get into any, you know, real arguments on the road with somebody. So anyway, just a don't few things that. I noticed on the road, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a little frustrating. It's like, come on, the road's slick. Be careful. Be slow. Take your time. We're all going to get there. You don't have to. Get that close, and you don't have to. Uh, you have to let me know which lane you're going in. That's all I ask. Anyway, we want to thank our special guest on the Sports King today. We are so appreciative to Sean McDonough from ESPN. Of course, some great calls he had, and uh, we hope you enjoyed those. You learned a lot from him about his father, of course, Will McDonough, the great Boston Globe writer. We also had Brian Westbrook, the all-pro running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. And what an outstanding young man. I don't know what you learned from Brian, but uh, not only well-spoken and uh, has such a a great background educationally from Villanova and from uh, DeMatha, but uh, has his head on straight. Man, you can tell this guy really has it together. Yeah, I got to say, that brought back memories for me going back to, um, you know, when I was a kid, 13, 14 years old, uh, I think around the time, what, I mean, what year did they play in the Super Bowl? 05? I think it was the 0405 season yes. against the Patriots. I had uh, the uh, NFL 2K5 video game back when I was younger. I mean, I like the first day it hit the shelves, it, it kind of beat Madden to the degree where, you know, Madden cost a lot more. The 2K5 game only cost like 20 bucks when it came out the first day. So that was immediately a win for me. And I kind of liked some of the guys on the Eagles. Um, I liked Westbrook, and I, I played with Philadelphia on that on that game quite a bit and tried to beat New England and tried to beat um, you know, the other competition in the NFC East. And he was a fun guy to play with on that game. Like, he would hit the spin move, and he'd break off for a big run or you know catch a ball out of the backfield for McNabb or what have you in, in the game. And that was, that was fun. So that brought back some memories just from playing the, uh, the ESPN 2K5 
game a long time ago. I still have my copy of that for the PlayStation 2. And so. uh, head coach Bill McGregor said about Brian Westbrook, one of the greatest players to ever play at DeMatha, and he was an even better son, husband, father, and most importantly, a man. So that's from Bill McGregor. Uh, just a mutual admiration society where those two are concerned. And uh, one of the greats, Brian Westbrook, we thank so much for him joining us today on Sports King. I mean, you could tell his uh, you know, his relationship with Andy Reid. What do you say? They still text each special, week? Special, yeah. That they is text. a special relationship. And I, I think he spoke for a lot of the guys across the board in the league by saying that they were very happy to finally see him get over the, the hump and finally get a Super Bowl trophy with, uh, with the Chiefs. So... If that didn't that moved Andy Reid even more peg up in my book. With if he if he keeps in contact with guys the way he does, and if like guys like Ian Westbrook still talk each week, that that gets um, you know, kudos for me, thumbs up as far as Andy Reid goes, and well, Brian Westbrook for Brian Westbrook for that matter. Absolutely, two quality guys. We want to thank once again Sean McDonough, ESPN, Brian Westbrook, the All Pro from the Eagles, for joining us on this edition of the Sports King. I want to remind you, among the guests tomorrow, Tim Strack and the quarterback from Demathe has got an amazing story. We'll learn a lot from him. Tom Lemming from the movie Blindside, one of the top recruiters in all of high school football. We'll learn from him, and who knows who might else show up. Uh, who else might show up on the Sports King tomorrow? We mystery guests, absolutely never know mystery guests as well. And of course, Friday we got Chris Mooney, the uh, outstanding coach from the University of Richmond, the Spiders. Uh, we'll talk with him about his outstanding year. I believe twenty-one and seven so far. Twenty and seven. Twenty and seven yep. so far, and they've done a great job. And so we'll talk about that. Speaking so, of mystery guests, maybe John McClain will show up. John die, McClain, die-hard reference for wow. anybody out there. Where'd that come from? Hans Gruber, Mr. Mystery Guest. Maybe Hans, maybe Hans will show up from beyond the grave and he and John will show up. The in Nagataki building. Nagatomi. Or, or Nagatomi. There you go. I was in the neighborhood. Easy for me to say. Listen, thank you so much for joining us for this, this edition of the Sports King. For Ben, I'm Jamie. Have a great afternoon and we look forward to you joining us tomorrow on the Sports King. Go to www.sportskingradio.com and we'll talk to you tomorrow. For Ben, I'm Jamie. Have a great day.